listen to your body. We all use that statement so loosely, but are we really listening? On today's episode, we're going to dive into some common things that our body is telling us that we might not be listening to. We're going to talk about armpits and dark circles, even poop is going to be a good one. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode. And just like that, we are back. We are back in the pod. Ready for another one. We are ready. Let's go. Are we good? Let me yep. check. Let me check these cameras. <laughs> it is, you know, I can't wait till I have the producer to handle all this stuff. Man. <laughs> it's hard to be in the show and do all the things. Right. So... We are back in the pod, and we are ready for another episode with you people. You people. Our people. With our people. Are you comfortable? I'm comfortable. I'm good. <laughs> are you comfortable? Oh, I am comfortable. Oh, cheers. adjustments, a lot of this, that. Cheers. Yeti cheers. Yeah, well, you know what? It takes time. A person like me, ADHD, it's hard to sit still, so I'm trying my best. Yeah, you, you. I get you situated, and then you move into the wrong space. That's why I'm having troubles. No, you're having troubles. I'm good. I'm in the right space. You're good. I'm good. Okay, it's I'm you. gonna be. I'm gonna be even better when we uh, have have lunch after this. I'm hungry. I'm good right now. Anyways, before we get too far, you guys know the drill. You got to follow us on Kennedy underscore with coffee. Yep. Because we do post stories on Kennedy with coffee. I feel like I'm more on that Instagram lately than my own. Instagram, my other Instagram. So follow us there. Subscribe to this show. If you're watching and not subscribed, I know you're getting fed the show, but make sure you subscribe. Help support us, you guys. Subscribe, please. Yeah, that makes please a world of a difference. Help us out with a subscription. It helps those little YouTube numbers. Yes. And uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. And also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, too. You can yeah. listen and watch. Some people do both. You do both. Yeah. Exactly. Some- some people do both. So yeah, please. I had to share a little story with you guys. We saved a dog the other day. We legitimately saved a dog. Yes, we did. We were driving down. We were driving here actually. And we drove, we were on a very busy street and there was a little dog about the size of Phoebe, same breed, but black. It was curly hair. I, right away I saw it had a collar and it looked all scared and skittish. And it was in the middle of a very busy street. On Julian, yep. And there was traffic in both directions, honking, and it almost got hit by the by that car. Yes, it was close. And I hopped out in the middle of the street. I didn't even think twice about it. I was literally in the middle of the street, like stopping traffic. Yeah. And I, the dog got scared when it saw me, but I, I chased it in the direction of the neighborhoods so that it would go in the neighborhoods. And then I was like trying to get it to come to me, but it would stop and look at me and then it would turn around and run further into the neighborhood. So I thought, okay, at least it's running into the neighborhoods, but I kept following it. And then I finally saw, and I, we, we were down maybe a block and a half from where we, from where I found it and, yes. it. and I saw it run up into a driveway. So when I get up to the driveway, I'm looking around, God, it must've gone into this backyard. And I'm literally thinking I'm probably going to get arrested because I didn't care. I was in there looking all up in their business. <laughs> yeah. You're probably going to see us on their uh, ring, on camera. ring camera. Who are these people? Up we're going to be on the news. I'm like, I didn't care. I wanted to make sure that I was happy that it was corralled. And I thought, oh, I'm going to trap it in here. And then I'm going to be able to get it and, and call the caller number. And then some guy, a neighbor, 
saw us like looking. He goes, can I help you guys with something? I was like, oh yeah. And we explained to him what happened. He goes, oh, that was my dog. It ran, it just ran back. He goes, I don't know how that happened. It got out. And I was like, yeah, it almost got hit by a car. Yeah, man, it was on Julian Street, very busy. I said, dude, it almost got hit. And I spotted it. Remember, I was driving. I said, oh, that's a little dog in the street. First, yeah. I couldn't see from afar. And I said, that's not a cat. That's a dog. And I thought, and I thought it was so interesting that the dog got nervous about me. It kept looking at me and then it would run like, I need my mommy. That's the kind of look it had. It could tell it was like frightened, but it was a well cared for dog. You could tell it just got groomed. So I'm like, this is not a stray. And you could see the collar. So, yep. And I was so happy that it ran home. We did our good deed. Yeah. Like we got it out of that busy street and we got that dog to run home. Yeah. I'm glad it did not get hit by a car. I do not ever want to witness that. Let me tell you right now, that would have bothered me all day long. If I hadn't have found that dog and knew it was in a safe place, I probably would have skipped my workout. I would have been so like messed up over it because it was like a little Phoebe. Yeah. I've already saved a few dogs. You know that I've yeah. brought them home and everything. I had to call the owner. Yeah. It just gets me very angry though, because I'm thinking like, I wasn't angry at this guy. Like it happens. Mistakes happen. You could tell yeah. the dog was well cared for, but the other dog that we saved a while back where the owner came, picked it up and the way he helped, it still bothers me to this day because I was trying to be so loving to the dog. And then when he came to pick up his dog, he held it out like this, like he didn't want to get himself dirty. I'm like, you fucker. I just walked like 10 blocks with that dog caressing it. Yes. And you're not, and that's the way you hold your dog. Yeah. I was almost, almost like he didn't care that his dog was missing. Like, man, babe, I was, oh, some, I was devastated. That one bothered me for a few days. Some people do not need to be dog owners no. man, at all. They're not no. cut for it. No, I hate that. It, it makes me angry too. No, I posted a funny post the other day. It said, I may not tell everyone when I win the lottery, but there will be signs. And it was a picture of 100 dogs because <laughs> that would be us. Rescuing every single dog. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know what I would like to do? My goal is to create an angel fund like at an um, emergency vet. Like I want to have an angel fund at an emergency vet that like the vet, if the, under certain qualifications, like if a family's in there with a dog and they can't afford like life-saving something. Yeah that the angel fund would cover it. That's yeah. like my, that's what I'm manifesting. Yeah, because it ain't like humans where they have to save you. Dogs, they don't have to save. No, they, if you can't pay, and you have to pay before they'll do something. If you can't pay, the sometimes the option is just putting it down. Yeah. So yeah. It's that, crazy they're not bound by law. No, I know. Like life. It's kind of sad. Life. Yeah. I don't know. Should be some little bit of, you should give back and have to save that dog. If the family can't pay or afford can't you guys but just... then you don't know because people ruin it and then they'll pretend they can't afford it and i don't know yeah, there's true. always a lot of sides to the story but anyways that that's that is a goal for me moving on to where we're going after it's a little bit of a blurry picture there but spartan tacos you guys we're gonna go get some crispy tacos after this oh man another day you won't another... stop talking about those i know all I'm week long that's all you've been doing is talking about those tacos we had donuts this morning we did have donuts those are the donuts that we yes. had. Those are them, you guys. Stan's Donuts. Santa They're up Clara. on the screen for those who are listening. It's Stan's Donuts in Santa Clara. It's yep. the most delicious glazed donut. Hands down. I promise you. We're donut fanatics over yeah. here. Yeah. It is absolutely delicious. I'm going to have one more tonight. I'm going to have a maple bar, another maple bar. It's going to be my dessert. That's <sighs> our weakness is donuts. Wow. One more time for the breathing. That was wonderful. Like a nice heavy breath into the microphone. Stop it, diva. Relax. 
Not that serious. It is serious. Calm down. Does it bother you guys when you listen like to a podcast and someone breathes really heavy it into took the mic? One second. Calm down. No, but you do it a lot. Relax. It's annoying. Anyways, guess what we're doing? After this episode, we are gonna also record an episode for Esco Elite Mindset. So make sure you guys head over to Mike's channel. We it, Over there, it's more casual conversation, so we don't do a lot of prep, but I do know what I want to talk about today Good. over there or what we're going to talk about, something that oh, happened. We're, do, we're doing a dual one then. Yeah, I'm going to be on your show. Let's go. And we're going to talk about toxic masculinity and yes. crying and men crying and all of that. We're going to just get into a little conversation yeah. about men being men since Esco Elite Mindset is like our men's channel. Yep. So, but, hey, but listen, women can hop over too. No, so of course. Come of over course. and support my yes. channel, you guys. That's I why. see some subscribing now. But we talk over there is what I'm saying is like from a male perspective. Yes, yes. And yeah. So anyways, the hot coffee topic is... Wait, it's taking a second there. Scott Peterson. Do Who remembers this story? I followed it very closely back in the day it was 20 years ago now 22 years ago it was in 2002 Lacey Peterson was pregnant and missing at nine months pregnant and missing and then Scott Peterson was convicted of her murder when her and her unborn baby washed ashore in the bay four months after her disappearance and a few months a couple of years ago his death sentence got overturned off of technicalities, you guys, not because he is not guilty. It was pure technicalities in the jury selection process. I followed the trial. I watched everything. There's also something else. You, can I add to that? Go ahead. Newsom took the death penalty off the table in California altogether. Governor yeah. Newsom. Yeah, I know, but it was only it's only off the table while he's in office, which means that yes. everyone that has a death sentence, they will eventually get put to death when he's not in office. Yeah, true. But for Scott Peterson, they... They resentenced him to life. So he is no longer on the death penalty. But now the California Innocence Project is looking at his case and they think that he's wrongly convicted. But they're not, there's no new evidence. So I just want to say if you're seeing it in the media and you think there's some smoking gun and they're saying, like, oh, we know what happened to Lacey and Scott didn't do it, I looked into it. I watched several uh, documentaries on it. There is no new smoking gun evidence. There's only one particular thing. Supposedly, there was a van that was found not far from where Lacey disappeared that was burnt. And there was a mattress inside the van that they want to retest the DNA on now with better technology to see if it belonged to Lacey. But there is nothing pointing to his innocence. To me, he is... In my opinion, he is guilty. He's convicted right now, so I can say that he is guilty. First off, okay, let me say something to this. Me and you are our previous boat owners, okay? We lived in San Jose. We used to go boating where the Delta, because we don't go, there's no lake or river really around here. We could take our boat. He had a little fishing boat or whatever that boat was. He lived in Modesto. Why aren't you going to the Delta boating? Why are you coming all the way to the Berkeley Bay? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In rough waters. Rough waters. On Christmas that, Eve. With that little boat. A tiny little boat that's dangerous. Very dangerous. Why aren't you going to the Delta? It's more like river or lake. Yeah. As a boat owner, that's number one takeaway. Number two, buckets of cement. Come on, man. Who has bu buckets of cement? You know what I'm saying? 
I know. That's what I'm saying. He's I have I listen, there was a couple of years back and I think I even talked about it on this podcast where I entertained the documentary and I watched it with an open mind. Yes. To truly see if my opinion changed, it didn't change. So anyways, but now the Innocence Project is taking over his case and he's got a, a, a he's got a chance, but I don't think so. No. no. I don't Leave think him in so. There. Yeah. All right, hold my coffee. Goes to Lindy Harlow, 4966. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Mike's show, because this comment was actually left over on Mike's channel. He did a video on body positivity and the movement about accommodating um, the, what, what, how do you want to say that, babe? The what now? What was your video about? Oh, body positivity. Yeah. Everybody's pushing for the... Uh, Obese movement, like saying it's okay to love yourself, it's okay to be obese, right. it's okay. To, hey, listen, nothing wrong with loving yourself, but you're pushing the wrong message. That message is going to get you sent to the right. grave real quick. Okay, the comment says, um, the way you speak is reckless. You can disagree on being positive and loving yourself in all steps of life. But remember the science behind obesity that goes beyond just stuffing your face, but also not everyone has access to health care that will give them HIRT like you all are on. Look at your wife, for instance. Would you call her a hog and tell her to stop eating crap if she didn't have health care to get HRT? So since I was mentioned, I wanted to address this address comment. Address it, please. Because first of all, you didn't call anybody a hog. No. You didn't you didn't call anybody a hog in your video. So those are your words, Her actually. Words. Second of all, this is the kind of stuff I already knew was going to come with HRT. Let me just give you guys a little bit of again, we will go over HRT is not the reason why I have controlled my obesity. And yes, I can speak on it because I have been obese. Yep. And I have been able to control my obesity. It is a lifelong battle for me. It is not a one time I lost 100 pounds and I never had to worry about it again. I've said it before on this show. If I didn't monitor and wasn't constantly course correcting and on top of things, I 100% would be an obese person. Yes. I have been obese before and I could be obese again is I believe my exact words what I said because it is possible and it does take a lot of work for me to not be that way. I know for some people look on the outside looking in, you'd think that's not the case, but the fact is I know myself and I know how quickly I can put on weight and how quickly it comes. And HRT had nothing to do with my weight loss, not even my menopause weight loss, to be honest, because if you guys recall, lost the menopause weight that I gained prior to starting HRT. In fact, I found my lab work because I was actually working, helping somebody in DMs the other day. So I went and searched for my HRT lab work, my day one lab work or my starting lab work. And I was 122 pounds on the day that I weighed in. I mean, that I did my um, lab work before, about two weeks before I started HRT. So I had lost my menopause weight gain. Exactly. I think people got it twisted. HRT does not make you lose weight. HRT does not get you to go to the gym every morning. Discipline does. Mindset does. HRT does not stop you from eating and stuff in your face. You can actually gain weight on HRT. Eat we know quite easily. a few people mm -hmm. on HRT who have packed on a lot of weight. So it's not for weight loss. You got to twist it. Yeah. So get your hormones back in balance. Now, the other thing is I don't want to go too far off on a tangent and spend too much time on this, but I want to address a couple of things. 
the conversation that you were having on your channel, which if you want to see it, head over to Esco Elite Fitness and take a look. But it was talking about how you didn't agree that we should try to accommodate obesity. And the way I wanted to like make people understand your thought process there, because I, I believe I understand it, is you're saying like we shouldn't be making focusing on making it easier to remain obese. Exactly. That the focus needs to be on, hey, let's help people get out of obesity, yes. not make them more comfortable being where they are. It's If you think of it as an addiction and look at it from, and I think that a lot of your views on it is because you look at it from an addict's perspective and you think I'm an addict and I want to do these things, but I don't because I know I can't, it will ruin my life. And that's yep. how you think of the obesity stuff for, for us consider this, like you think accommodating obesity by making airlines make bigger seats and doing all of these things is like providing in safe injection clinics for heroin addicts. Exactly. It's what's your stance on that? Because some people believe that we should, and some people believe that why would you do that's like your, cause that's a big thing in San Francisco. I don't know if you guys know that, but they have actually clinics where you can go and get clean needles to shoot your heroin. Yes, they do. And so it's like that. It's like we're, we are, and everyone has a different opinion here. You're, you tend to be, listen, you have strong opinions. I we do. don't always agree a hundred percent on that. I can see where someone can say, okay, but while someone is working through their obesity, shouldn't we be more accommodating to larger, larger bodies and things like that? And so there, there's a good argument there, but this person did not formulate a, a comment that was conducive to a good conversation. No. Because what did she do is she came for me. She came for you. And then she brought in saying that I'm I'm only not obese because I'm on HRT. And if I wasn't on HRT, I would be a hog. I don't know. Like yeah. you're so you know what I would recommend to you is to if if you want to have better conversations with people and get your point across, maybe you need to change your delivery. Because I understand what she's trying to say, but it's not even worth the conversation because of the way she came at it. I know. It's crazy. Because I see, I understand the point and I do get it. And I'm like, like I said, I'm not, I've been obese. I know. Both I, of us. I, we, I feel like we have a little bit more license to speak on something where we've been there. And I also yeah. know that it is something that I'm not obese because I work on it every day. It, you know what I mean? It's something you, I work on every day. I and, make choices every day. I'm and, insulin resist. I've had insulin resistance. I have had hypothyroidism, all the things. And you also show your people. You show them on Instagram. You show them on YouTube. Look, people, this is how we eat on cheat day. You have a, a man appetite. You vocalize that. Your appetite is large. You said that. You keep it in check. You do a very good job of that because you, if you got, if you let it out of get, get out of control, you definitely go back the other way. Easy, right. but it, and it's not easy though. No, I know and it's I don't not. Wanna, battle. It's not easy, it's and so, but I do it because I know that being obese is not what the way I want to be. It's not the way I want to live my life. It's I don't want people to make it easier for me to be obese. Right. I want to be motivated to be not obese and do the things I need to do. But that's why I am also a pot. I'm ozempic positive, I, or I believe that. I believe in weight loss drugs to help ob cure obesity because I do feel that it is diff very difficult. And if there's a tool, there's a tool. So I'm not like anti 
obese or whatever. I don't know the way, her just her whole thing. And I don't feel that your the way you speak is reckless, but if it's not for everybody, the way your delivery. No, I'm pretty brutally honest and straightforward. Yeah. That's how I am, and that's how I'm always gonna be. And we had somebody that agreed with you. Hey, shout out Laura Hunter. Laura Hunter, completely agree, Mike. Supporting obesity is like supporting a drug addiction. It shouldn't be encouraged. That's what I'm, maybe and I... And that's, sometimes your delivery, your communication, of, but I know what you're trying to say. You don't think it should be encouraged. Exactly. We shouldn't be encouraging, it. hence the body positivity movement that encourages it, truly does encourage it. And real bit, real quick, lost my mother at 65 years old to diabetes. Why? She was obese. Her weight gain. She never got in control. Her life didn't. My mom's death was directly correlated with obesity. It was she had fatty liver that turned into cirrhosis of the liver, that her liver failed, her kidneys failed. My mom died of obesity. So, so we both. It's her job and my job to break that generational curse. She broke it with her mm -hmm. kids. Now her kids got to break it with her kids. It has to stop somewhere, you guys. It has to stop now with us. Not keep going because it, right. it, it already transfers. You got to stop it. No, it stopped. This is where I'm the first generation that it stopped. It. My yes. mom didn't even never in her life did she own a pair of gym shoes. Never. There you go. See, I had that. And that's hard to be the first generation to yeah. stop, to, yeah. to make a change. It is hard. And now your kids know how to eat right and, and yep. proper nutrition because of you. Yeah. All right. Moving on to comment corner. Let's see. Margaret Vickman, 66, says, okay, I think I just found my therapist. You guys are great. Yay, thank you. Thank you. She's commenting on the relationship episode 482. That was a good one if you haven't, if you haven't listened or watched. Just keep it real, I man. I, I enjoyed that one a lot. All right. Shannon Taylor, 8533, another great episode. I would love to know your and Mike's opinion on vaping. The alcohol episode was one I really liked. I personally don't smoke or vape, and I don't think you or Mike vape either, but would love to hear your take on it, especially because it's so popular these days amongst young people in my age group, but also my mom, who's in her mid-40s, vapes uh, and vapes sometimes, maybe for a hot coffee topic or something thank you all right shannon i definitely think that vaping is no bueno i think that it does a lot of damage to the lungs i do too especially the vapes that those cartridges i don't know much about the ones that come from like china i don't know if she's referring to marijuana vaping but just vaping in general it's just it's easily abused i've abused it and i'm against it now i hate to be like a hypocrite but i gave it up you know because I, I know i was abusing it's too easily accessible and you suck on that thing like it's a pacifier and i used to get nervous because my son vaped for a while your and son hard i knew that i had to be cautious with how i handled the him vaping because i couldn't tell him to not vape he knew i didn't like it but i didn't nag about it but it, it really worried me when he was doing it and he did end up stopping yeah same thing i, I just because listen, it's whether it's weed or whatever the case may be on your vape, it's still going. It's carcinogen is going into your mm -hmm. lungs, and I'm getting old. I was like, nah, I don't want to damage my lungs any further. And I work out a lot, so for me, it was it's a no go. Well, it does cause there's something called evoli, and it's e-cigarette vaping associated lung injury. So it's e-cigarette vaping associated lung injury, evoli is what they call it. It's acute. So it happens. People, a lot of young people end up in the hospital with shortness oh, yeah. of breath, rapid heart rate, just all these symptoms, respiratory type symptoms. And it's because of the e-cigarette. There was a specific chemical in the THC e-cigarettes that they think was causing it, but they think it's in other 
e-cigarettes as well. But yeah, my my stance on that is it's not good. I think that there's probably it's causing more damage and we'll probably see more come out on that later down the road. This is still new, so yeah, we'll see more. All right, the next comment comes to us from Jenny B4835. I found this podcast about a month ago in my suggestions. I'm so glad I did. I love your vibe and how honest you are about your perspective on all things. Since finding this channel, I've regained my focus on my goals and I'm getting back on track with my healthy journey. Also wanted to mention how thankful I am that you guys highlight topics and fitness in your 40s and 50s. I'm in my late 20s, so listening to these episodes is helping me prepare for when my time to start menopause comes around. As someone who comes from a family that drinks quite a bit and doesn't really care about health and fitness. Y'all come become a role model to me. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I love it when we hear that we have younger listeners. I know we do late twenties. We have a young one. Listen to the old folks. Yep. All right. Moving on. V Wilson, 17 fantastic episode. As always, it's all about compatibility. I've met my soulmate and we have been dating for over three years, both divorced for five years. I am so glad I did not stay in a stale marriage and found true happiness. There was a lot less compromise when you have a lot in common and think similarly. That's so true. Life is too short, man, to be unhappy. That is so true. Yes, it is. I could not agree more. Good job, V. Wilson. Yes, thank you so much for the comment. All right, you guys. Now on to the did you know segment. Did you know is the, the topic for today's episode. There are certain things that happen with our bodies that mean things, and I don't think people understand or know. And it's so important to actually know that we have to say listen to our body but we what does that actually mean so let's talk about some like interesting things that i've heard recently that i wanted to share oh, that you heard huh i heard oh yeah you asked me about this one okay so i heard this from dr mindy peltz she's actually a menopause doctor and she actually works out here at this gym oh wow. she's local here she works out here but i heard her on her podcast recently and she was talking about how armpits are supposed to be pits So pay attention to your armpit. Is it a pit? If it's not a pit, you have to ask yourself why. Could it be, it could be body fat, yes, but it could also be a buildup of toxins there. So our lymphatic system drain, we have a lot of lymph nodes in our armpit and our lymphatic system is responsible for taking toxins, moving toxins out of the body. So if you have an accumulation of toxins, a lot of times it'll rest here in the armpit and it causes it to be bulbous. Did you have an armpit? I have an armpit. Yeah, you asked me the other day. I go, I got an armpit. But it's important to pay attention to these things. Obviously, also, you should be checking your armpit if you're a woman because a swollen lymph nodes in the armpit could be a sign of other things, the breast cancer, different cancers and things like that. So it is important to just be very aware of your body in general and note any changes. But I don't think people realize that a you could show that you have a buildup of toxins in your armpit. That's crazy. I thought that was really... You just made some people aware now they're going to go... Check your armpits. They're going to go check the armpits now. They're going to run to the mirror. So check those armpits. Check your armpits. I think, you know what, you guys? At the end of the day and at the end of this episode, what you're going to realize is that our bodies are very smart. It is. They are trying to live, okay? Everything that happens, they're trying to live. You're right. So when we go against our bodies, we are like causing problems. Yes. That's when we are causing problems. That's when we're causing disease is we are circumventing certain body processes that need to happen. And it's letting you know. So one of the reasons that she mentioned actually is we can, a lot of women they're saying causes cancer or breast cancer stuff is like different deodorants and things that clog up because it 
toxins accumulate aluminum and heavy metals and stuff I've accumulate. I've always thought that about aluminums, like deodorants. That's why I use certain ones too. Yeah, they it accumulates in your armpit and your body's not able to shed shed that. And yeah, it could lead to disease and problems down the road. So something to keep in mind. Okay, next one. Dark circles means that blood is diverted away from the face and towards the vital organs. In addition to the delicate capillaries surrounding your eyes can rupture due to excessive emotional stress, causing blood to leak and darken in the area. Some of the reasons for dark circles are stress, lack of sleep, alcohol. So that basically, it, if your circles are dark, it means that your body's diverting blood away from your face into vital organs to fix something, to take care of something, to do something. So if you have dark circles... Don't ignore them. That's your body saying, hey, something's not cool. You're not yeah. sleeping good. You're drinking too much. You're doing all the things. I can always tell a drinker by their face. I know. You always say that. I can tell if someone's been drinking by yes. looking at their face. Also the puffiness. They get the bloat. Eyes. Yes. And they get dark circles. Yes. That's because so true. your body is filtering. Your your body is detoxifying. We've known quite a few people like that too. And mm-hmm. you call it out. Look at, their, look at their eyes. Look at their mm-hmm. face. Yep. I had dark circles when we were drinking a lot. When we were drinking on the weekends and stuff and partying, we weren't, weren't partying a lot, not yeah. sleeping. I had dark circles all the time, remember? Yes. I I, I probably should try to find some we, pictures. We knew a guy that looked like a raccoon, remember? Like His a full-blown raccoon. His was bad, yeah. Super bad. He wasn't sleeping and partying too much. So bluish dark circles are caused by poor blood circulation. Some people can get dark circles due to hyperpigmentation. And darker skin tones tend to be more prone to hyperpigmentation. If you have black dark circles, it's not always a dark circle. So it's not always the lack of the blood in the eye. Sometimes it's actually a shadow being cast. Maybe your brow, you're older and your brow's casting a shadow. Sometimes too heavy of eyelash extensions, those really dense eyelash extensions actually make you look like you have dark circles because they shadow the hollows of your eyes. But dark circles, depression and anxiety can cause dark circles because of insomnia and stress. They can also indicate like some other underlying medical conditions, thyroid conditions, allergies, hypothyroidism, low iron, certain mineral deficiencies. The, the thing I'm trying to basically tell you is it's not supposed to be dark. It's not supposed to look like this, like the photo for those listening that's up on the screen. I have a photo of someone with dark circles. That's not a healthy face. If you have that, you need to troubleshoot and figure out why and fix it. Yeah. How do you expect your body to just continue to run if you ignore the signals it's giving you that, hey, something is not right? Our vessels let us know, but we ignore it all the we time. We ignore it, though. We ignore My mom is not on this earth from ignoring her vessel. Yeah. It told her for many years that there was something wrong. It's crazy. Joe Rogan always says, like, people every day wake up not feeling good, but ignore it. That's like their norm. Like, every day they don't feel good. But that is their norm. But people like us, people who work out, we're in tune with our vessel. We know something's off when it's off. We know. See. We know. Right. So the cleaner you are. Yes. And the clean, the more you clean things up, it actually sometimes feels like you feel worse sometimes. But really, it's not that you feel worse. It's because the littlest things don't, you're so used to now operating at 100. Yep. That any little thing and you're operating at. 98 and you're like fuck i don't i feel like not the best Mm -hmm. whereas you used to operate at 70 but you were used to it that was your baseline yes so it's not that you feel worse sometimes it when you're 
clean, like when you're you eat clean, you have a good diet, you yep. have good, you're in tune. Then you're just more sensitive. That's why for me, it's not that now an alcoholic drink makes me feel worse than it used to. It's just that I'm more sensitive to not feeling my best. Yeah. I used to be okay with 70. Now I want to be 100. Yes. And I'm not going to self-inflict 70 on purpose. I'm not even going to self-inflict 95. I want to be 100. Exactly. And the only time I'm not going to be 100 is if like I get a virus or get sick or whatever, and then I have to deal with that, but it's out of my control. But I sure as hell am not going to do it on purpose. No more. Yeah. That's crazy. I also refer like to the cars. I'm in the muscle cars. There's one thing we know. My car be running good, and all of a sudden something's up. It's puttering, or it's not doing what it's supposed to. Like something's off. But I know this because when your car is tuned, everything's is dialed in. It's running like it's supposed to. When it's not tuned, something's off. It's running like absolute shit. It's the same thing with our bodies. It's yeah. a vehicle, you guys, and you got to know how to drive your vehicle. You guys aren't knowing how to drive your vehicle. You learn your vessel. Learn it and listen to it. Listen to Everyone's it. Like, I want to listen to my body. My body tells me that I need donuts today. That's me, right? Today, because yeah. I did eat donuts. Yes. My body tells me I did. Well, does your body ever tell you need to sleep eight hours and you need to yes. exercise? And you, what about the other thing? Everyone always says, listen to my body when yes. they want to rest. Right. They're, you, it, they, they love throwing that around. Like they it's love just, saying that. Let you Listen to your body. Listen to your body. Your body wants to move too. Your body yeah. needs movement. Your body needs steps. Did you listen to your body when, you know, your jeans didn't fit? Because your body. Yeah is telling you hey you got too much fat that's why your jeans don't fit yes. and i'm being i'm actually being serious let's move on to the next one yep the way your body stores fat is a survival mechanism you are your body does not want you to overconsume. it does want you to consume enough to have an essential amount of of fat for survival but a healthy amount of fat right and it does not want you to go above that no. That's why you enter the chat subcutaneous fat. So your body stores body fat externally on you. The subcutaneous fat is what's right under your skin. So that's what's going to create rolls. Okay, that's the fat. Your body puts excess calories that you take in into subcutaneous to save itself. Yes. Because if it didn't put it there, it would have to put it in your organs, the visceral fat. Because when it puts it around, your organs do not function. Nope. And that's when you die. So your body, when you overconsume, it's trying to save you from yourself and be like, shoot, we have way too much fat here. We're going to have to start plugging some into her belly, her thighs, her butt, her knees. We got to put it somewhere because we can't keep putting it in here in the organs because guess what? It's the stomach's not working right. The pancreas is not working right. Nothing's working. Everything's smushed together because it has the visceral fat is the stuff that's around your organs and that is what's going to cause serious health problems that's the dangerous one very dangerous people don't realize that so they look at the external but nope it's the visceral fat the internal that you can't see with the naked eye that's going to get you hence why people have heart attacks right and so you some people genetically will store more visceral fat than subcutaneous fat some people more subcutaneous, but that is a defense mechanism of the body. And I don't think people realize that subcutaneous fat, your body doesn't need a lot of that. Okay. It, it, the, it needs the bare minimum, like the brown fat to keep you warm. And, and there's a certain minimum amount of fat that your body does need for survival, but not enough to create rolls. Exactly. Not enough to be having rolls. That is your body's way of saying, yo, 
you deposited too many calories and now I can't find somewhere to put it. Yep. So I'm putting it here and I'm putting it there and I'm putting it in all these undesirable places. And how many people say this? You've heard this many times. People go out to lunch to come back. They can't even button up their pants. They feel so damn full. What do they do? Overstuff their vessel so they don't feel good. Right. Your body's letting you know, oh, I don't feel good. I overrate. I can't. Yeah. Just telling you to do, slow the fuck right. down and eat less. Are you? You're going to kill us. You're, stop, don't ignore the leptin. Again, yes. listen to your body. Yes. When you're full and you keep eating, every time you do that, you are creating a resistance to your leptin. Your yep. leptin is what tells you're full. Don't ignore it because when you ignore it, you're building that resistance. You do not want to be resistant to leptin. I have had struggled with leptin resistance. It's gotten a lot better, but it's because I used to be overfed when I was young. And that's what happened. A lot of times, and I know we just talked about the body positivity and everyone says, oh, but some people are just, they're overweight because of this, that, and the other, and they, they can't they, help it. Yes. What I'm saying is at some point in time, things operated, for most people, things were operating correctly. But there was a lot of behaviors and things that led to where you're at now. Eating past satiety, eating too much sugar, Eating all of those things created insulin resistance, leptin resistance, PCOS, and all of that stuff. A lot of times it's created from the bad habits accumulating over the years from not listening to your body. Exactly. Stop pushing it. Not push everything. It. I'm saying, yes, there are outliers, of course. There are outliers. But Always. There's some people who eat what they want and they're skinny as hell. Yeah, they because they have di because everyone has different metabolisms. Everyone's yes. machine operates a little differently. Yep. But a lot of the problems that people have is because they ignore the signals that their body tells them that their body is giving them. They're ignoring those things. They're not listening to their body. Your body's like its own doctor. It's letting you know something's yeah, out of whack. Something of doesn't feel good. It is. But people just, oh, just, oh, it's nothing. I just don't. I just feel that way on a daily basis. So have you ever seen somebody that has like a, <clears throat> they their stomach sticks out a lot? But they protruding gut. It protrudes a lot. Yes. But they look like they have abs. Yes. Almost like they have etched on abs. If it protrudes, that's actually a that's an unhealthy. That means they have fat. They they have more visceral fat than subcutaneous fat. And that's actually the stuff that when especially when your stomach is hard, but it's not like it sticks out. It protrudes. That is your organs and the fat pushing in on your organs and it's pushing your abdominal wall forward. And sometimes people feel like, oh, but I'm lean because I don't have rolls. But no, that you have visceral fat. That's very dangerous. And you can't get rid of it with liposuction. You can only get rid of like subcutaneous fat. You have to diet your way out of the visceral fat. It's crazy. I wonder if the same thing applies to bodybuilders. They say in the bodybuilder community, a lot of them have abs, protruding abs, mm -hmm. but they get stomach sticks out too. And mm -hmm. it's, they blame it on the growth hormone. You know what? I looked into that a while is it, back. Is it true? Is that both It's not true. It's not no? the, gr the growth hormone does not cause that. What causes the distension is just large volume of food that they eat. And so their digestive system is just huge and stretched out. So they have a lot and it pushes forward. Oh, wow. It's because they eat those bodybuilders. They eat a large volume of yes, food. Yes. Thousands of calories. Yeah. And they, it pushes forward. 
And it's oh. not that they have, and they have low body fat. So if you have low body fat, but you're, you have a large volume of food in your stomach, right? It occupies space. It pushes the abdominal wall forward. It's distension, yeah. but it's not body fat. And you can see their abdominal wall because I looked that up. I was like, is there such a thing as growth gut? Yeah. And there is no like science or anything that, that says that HGH causes a distended belly. Wow, I wonder where that who who said that and it ran with yeah. it. That goes that goes maybe, as far back as the nineties. But I did look it up. I did try to find because I was curious about it for one of the episodes that we did. I was definitely curious. So, ask yourself: Do you have? Pay attention to your body. Do you have more visceral fat? Do you have subcutaneous? Do you have a mixture of both? I am somebody that has both, probably, but more subcutaneous. I wonder what I am. You see me at my heaviest. When I had a belly. What was mine? Visceral. 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 You had visceral. You never really had rolls. Your belly just stuck out. You're right. Yeah. Mm. You were visceral for sure. That was a heart attack. Way I to think happen. women, this is where it gets dangerous when you get older because women that are in menopause, when your progesterone is low, you're more likely to store visceral fat than subcutaneous fat. And that's why we get a lot of fat in our bellies. The stomach gotcha. sometimes start to protrude. Yeah, yeah. This is interesting stuff, man. It's good to know this stuff. It's all about Pay listening. Pay attention, you guys. Listening Dropping some gems to your body. Learn your bodies, man. Learn your vessel. All right, you guys. Let's talk about poop. So hopefully you're not eating. Oh. Poop. Even your poop tells you something. Yes. It tells a story. Yes, it does. So you need to know what is going on with your poop. So number one, if marbles, if it's marbles, you're constipated. Drink more water. You are constipated. Should not come out like little pebbles. No. So that's a problem. If it's a caterpillar meaning it's the marbles, but the, all the marbles are stuck together in a log form. Sorry, guys, it's going to be a TMI. TMI. You're still, you're constipated. Not as bad, but you're still constipated. Drink more water, take some magnesium. You got to do something. Type three and type four is what you're looking for. You want a sausage or a snake, and it should be easy to pass. It should be, I also like to call it cigars. Cigars, you always say that, <laughs> cigars. Cigars, sausage, snake. They're not lumpy, bumpy. That's what you want. That's actually the, a healthy poop. If you have amoebas, so you have like little, they look like little amoebas in the water. You're lacking fiber. You need something. Fiber is a bulking agent. It's going to give you more, more bulk. Yeah. And when you have more bulk, it helps it pass through the digestive tract. So if you have little amoebas, you're probably not passing all of your stool and you are not having enough fiber. So you want to do that. You want more fiber. And then the other one for steps one and two, the caterpillar and the marbles, it's think about it like a boat that's going through a canal. If the, if there's not enough water in the canal, the boat's going to get stuck. That's what happens in number one and number two. So usually if you have one and two, it's your, you are dehydrated in some capacity. So you need Water, you need electrolytes, sometimes magnesium, potassium, things like that will help as well. Number six, soft serve. That's like mild diarrhea. Soft serve. That's funny. And number seven is watery. That's just like pure diarrhea. Usually it's some sort of a bacteria. That's bad. Or something that you, a poisoning or a toxin of some sort when you have soft serve or. Not only that, it don't feel good when it's diarrhea. It hurts. Yeah, yeah it's, it's coming painful. Out. Yeah, it's painful. It doesn't yeah. feel good. So I was letting you know, your body's, we need to do something about this. Colors are also very informative. Brown. You want your poop to be brown. If it's green. Now, colors don't always mean a bad thing, though. Sometimes colors are influenced by what we're eating. 
So if it's green, maybe you're eating lots of greens. Or if it's green and diarrhea, it could be that you have, it's a bacteria of some sort. And usually when it's like a bacteria, it's not, it's very smelly, very bad. Ooh. This Man. is a terrible conversation. TMI. If it is black, this is good information to know. It if is. you because black poop can be sometimes bleeding in your upper GI tract. And so people get very nervous if they have a black poop. But keep in mind that if you had, say you had diarrhea, so you took Pepto Bismol or some sort of emodium or diarrhea medication, and then you have black stool after that, and you freak out thinking, oh my God, I'm bleeding internally. That's actually there's a chemical in Pepto, in Imodium, it's called bismuth. It's like a medi- it's like a chemical in the medication that causes black stool and it will last for a couple of days. So if you've taken some sort of anti-diarrhea medication, don't freak out if you have a black stool. But if you have a black stool and you haven't taken any medication, there's no reason for it to be black. It is cause for concern. There could be something bleeding, something going on inside. It's usually in the upper GI, but it's definitely worth a call to the doctor. If it is red and you didn't eat something red, it's either hemorrhoids or you're bleeding in your lower GI tract. So think like colon, polyps. Ooh, that's bad. So when my dad had, when he got diagnosed with colon cancer, he was, for a while before, he never let us know, but his stools were dark. And he didn't tell us because he was eating dark chocolate and he thought it was the dark chocolate. But his yeah. stools were dark for a while. And then on the day I took him to the hospital, it was bleeding. He was bleeding. So it was colon cancer. And so many people are getting colon cancer. You got to really be on top of your poop. Pay attention to your poop, please. If it is yellow or orange, that's a sign of infection of some sort, intestinal or bacteria. Like I said, usually if it's yellow or orange, it's also diarrhea. So Yellow and orange is usually diarrhea and it's an infection of some sort or bacteria or toxin, or you ate too much fat. Like you're eating too many fatty foods, like high fat, saturated fat. Too much bacon. Even fried foods. Yeah. Even like straight coconut oil. Oh. Will I've make done, you have mem- diarrhea. Remember, I, d- yeah. I did that by and accident. And it'll come out like hurt. an amoeba or diarrhea or water. <laughs> so yellow is not good. White or clay is something's going on with the liver. It is not a good sign. There's something going on there. I had this. So when I had my really bad episode in Mexico yeah. for a few days after when I got back, I was throwing up in diarrhea for days. And then when I got back, my poo was like the color of cement. And that was like not good. That ain't good. No, it means your liver's not producing bile. I probably had done some like damage or whatever. I don't know what happened to me, but I'm just blessed that I survived it because I think like I you may had, have you had a lot of I may have been poison. knocking on death's door. Something weird was happening that with that. Yeah. And at the time, I did not have health insurance, so I did not go to the doctor. Dangerous. You guys, I did not go to the doctor. It, it, when I think back and I think how sick I was and all the crazy symptoms I had where my stomach was swollen like out to here, remember? I remember that. I used to swell up on you. And I had I was burping burps that was, smelled like sulfur. Yes. It was the craziest thing ever. Anyways, my poop was clay, whitish clay, and that is a sign of something going on with the liver. So you got to you gotta investigate. Yeah. You got to. It's, like it's like my tattoos on my wrist says. Don't F around and find out. Yeah, it's like our poop. Listen, all the other things I told you is external signs, right? Your body is telling you whatever it can externally. If the whites of your eyes, if they turn yellow, that's an issue. 
I had that with, when I was with, in the hospital. Jaundice. Yes, jaundice. I that is that. an issue with your liver. There's so many signs externally. We don't get a lot of signs internally other than how we feel. But if we feel, if we're used to feeling like crap, we're not going to notice when something changes. But our poop is like a window into the internal stuff. Yes, you should be looking at your poop. Every yeah. time you poop, you should be looking. What do they always do? And not to get off topic or off subject, but what do they do with our dogs when we think they're sick and something's going stool on? Stool sample. Always. Always. Pick up their First stool. First thing they do. Always. Yeah. Exactly. Tells, so even the vets right do there. it. It tells you a lot because yes. it's your external. What do you do? Urine, blood, stool. Those yes. are the three things that that tell you a lot. Now, obviously, we don't have the capacity to take our blood and do that, but we have the capacity to look at our stool. Yes. My dad would have found his much sooner if he would have just spoke up and said, hey, my stool's dark. Maybe you guys want to do a stool sample or something. Like he would have before it, it ruptured and almost killed him yeah. because he was hemorrhaging. So he would have, you know, had not maybe not had as an invasive of a surgery or whatever lot, you know, would have changed a lot. It was a close call. That's for sure. He mm -hmm. had close. He was knocking on that door. So, yeah, you guys, I'm sorry, but we talk about our poop all the time. We do. Yeah. I wonder, you know what I want to know? Let's end on that's this That's how you note. know we're comfortable, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years. A lot of people, they are, that's what I was just going to say, they're weird about like poop and stuff like that with their mate. I was just wondering if that's odd that we're not. We talk about it. It's like a conversation we have. We're, we get excited we're, we're, about we're, it. We're happy if we're like a little backed up and you finally have a good session. You're like, yes, <laughs> I feel five pounds lighter. <laughs> It's a shit we get excited when we're older. We get excited. I get sad when I don't go. Oh, also frequency, yes. you guys. Every other day is the most it should go. That's the still a lot. most. But for me, like I want every day. But if you are not pooping frequently, but you eat every day, you eat every day. You're putting where is you're, that waste going? It has to go. It has to get out of your body. Our body is removed. The pooping regularly is our body removing toxins from the body. That is toxins. That's waste and toxins we want out. Yes. It is not meant to sit inside of our colon, inside no. of our intestines. It does not do good things when it sits there unattended. Yeah. You do not want it to be it's there. It's in there marinating, chilling. Like it's going to create some problems for you guys, that's for sure. So, some of the things you can do to stay regular. Everybody, especially if you're my ladies out there, your fiber, 35 grams of fiber and get your water intake in. The fiber plus the water, especially for menopausal women, game changer, game changer. It will keep you regular. And then obviously additional things you can do, make sure you're on your magnesium intake. That's important. But I think the two most common reasons people are constipated is not enough fiber in their diets and not enough water. And you need both because you need the fiber to create bulk but you need the water to move the boat. So yes. if the fiber is going to make the boat. The water is going to move the boat because the That's boat's not moving down the dry canal. That's some good <laughs> advice. You know what helps me every morning is my oatmeal. I love that you got my love of oatmeal back. I, yeah. I didn't eat it for so long. And it's like clockwork now. I have to have my oatmeal. It's and the good. body's very regimented. Let it be. It, most people will have movements at the same time every day. Stay on your, your yes. schedule. Yes. And don't ignore a movement. When you ignore... Your body, because maybe you're busy or this and you don't go, that will lead to constipation. So I do want to know, though, if if we're weird, do you guys uh, is like pooping off topic in your relationship or are you guys like open about it? I'm curious. 
Yeah, drop us in the drop us drop us a comment. Drop us a comment. I'm so Let's curious. Say, yeah, exactly. Because I think a lot of people are uncomfortable with this, but you never know. Yeah, we talk about everything. If we can't talk about poop and we do everything else, you see everything else. You're gonna go in front of each other. It just happens. Sometimes we both time it at almost the same time. We're fighting for the bathroom. We are always fighting for the bathroom. Yeah, you're always like one thing. In. I listen when I am rich and famous. Okay, I want the master bathroom to have two toilet rooms. Yes. Because that's, I want my own toilet that's just always available and always ready. Because I am a weird about toilets. I only like to go in my toilet. She won't even go in the hallway in the guest bathroom. Nope, I will not. I will if I have to. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you on the next one. Yeah.